0: Welcome to Weber-Wenzel Legal Insights. With over 150 years of experience and deep industry knowledge, Weber-Wenzel is the leading full-service law firm on the African continent. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to to those listening. My name is Brian Dennehy. I'm the head of the tax team at Weber-Wenzel. And here today to talk to you about debt and corporate restructurings and business rescue. Quite a complex topic, of course, and here to navigate the minefield of uh, tax implications associated with the business reorg is my fellow partner, Carl Bailings, who's uh, joining me. Kyle, welcome.
1: Thanks, Brian, and happy to be uh, virtually anyway uh, to discuss this complex minefield.
0: Super, thank you.
1: Given the current economic crisis because of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the state of the South African economy over the last few years, we've seen an, a significant increase in debt and corporate restructures by South African corporates. It's no surprise that this trend has continued throughout the last few months and will most likely continue for the foreseeable future. Unfortunately, given the complexity of the tax rules relating to debt and corporate restructures, if these are not implemented correctly, this could very well result in additional taxes being payable as well. Obviously, this is not first price for any corporate that finds itself in this situation. I suppose on the back of that intro, let's delve into debt restructurings. Based on on the transactions that you've worked on, what are the types of debt restructuring mechanisms that
0: are available to companies? Thanks, Carl. So I guess it does depend on what type of debt on balance sheet um, a lender might have, but you get debt waivers, uh, debt conversions, um, a subordination of debt, uh, you could have a conversion of debt into some sort of equity funding, for example, into pre funding, or even ordinary share funding. Um, so those are your your typical types of mechanisms that you do see deployed um, most often, but each one with their own with their own bag of tricks. Then to unpack and look at in more detail. Sure. As, I suppose over the last few years, you know, a lot of these
1: have have come to the to the fore. I suppose a follow on question would then be: What are the pitfalls or, or issues that companies need to think about when undertaking a debt restructure?
0: Yeah, and this is really where a lot of the the devil in the detail does lie. Um, you know, it's it almost seems. A bit a bit harsh in a sense that companies that are in distress and looking to go through a debt reorg process, um, if not implemented correctly, might end up triggering additional tax, which they can least afford to pay. But these are some of the challenges which are often faced. So, for example, if there is a waiver of uh, debt by a, a lender um, in favor of a borrower, You could, for example, have a recoupment of of interest or expenditure that might previously have been claimed as a tax deduction. Similarly, on a conversion of debt into equity, um, quite possible if the mechanics are not lined up correctly, that the conversion of debt to equity might in itself trigger um, a recoupment or even a capital gains tax charge. Um, for the for the actual uh, borrower. So it's something which, in looking at it, we take a lot of time to to plan quite carefully with our clients, look at what are the best routes to to restructure debt, to potentially do a conversion of debt into equity, mindful of some of these traps and pitfalls which uh, can inadvertently hit. And it's also an area which National Treasury and sars to their credits have recognized as being a problematic area for, for quite some time. And they have introduced some rules over the last few years, which do make it to a degree easier to facilitate debt, re, uh, debt restructurings, but still very much an area that, that does need quite a bit of focus.
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose, you know, again, the tricky part is you know, it brings you into the realm of uh, – potentially companies that are struggling, um, having to to undertake a debt and a corporate restructure, but then potentially also picking up some taxes um, along the way, which, uh, you know, as mentioned, is not ideal.
0: Exactly. And, you know, ignoring things too, like a recoupment of interest or expenditure previously claimed or capital gains, which, as I mentioned, can arise for the borrower inadvertently on a conversion or a waiver of debt. Um, With types of debt and PREF and equity instruments which are created or restructured as part of a process like this, they are instruments which have been unfortunately exploited in the sense of anti-avoidance by some uh, taxpayers over the years. So there's so much policing around, for example, whether debt will be treated as hybrid debt if it is given certain equity-like features as part of a business rescue reorg, or if PREF funding as part of a restructuring has got too many debt-like features and it gets treated as hybrid equity, which uh, if either of those two circumstances were to arrive, could be very onerous on the part of the borrower.
1: Yeah, understood. I think that's a definite theme that's come through in the last couple of years is the complexity of the tax legislation. Um, I suppose something that is important to uh, to taxpayers and advisors alike.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Carl, maybe just a question for you is you know, something which, as you know, we often see as part of debt restructurings pop up part and parcel of, of what we look at is is not just restructuring the actual debt on balance sheet, but looking at ways in which corporates can also restructure certain businesses and almost carve out and dispose of, call it the, the bad or toxic part of the businesses and ring fence the good part of the businesses to syndicated debt. What what type of uh, features and themes would you say are common and things to just bear in mind in that regard? Yeah, thanks, Brian. I suppose to answer that question, we have to take a step back and
1: just uh, and understand our tax legislation ar- around corporate entities a little bit more. South Africa's tax law as it, as it currently stands doesn't recognize the concept of group taxation. Instead, we have rules which broadly apply where certain types of transactions are undertaken between a grouping of entities. Now, what this ultimately does is it delays or defers the payment of tax to a future date or event. These rules were introduced to mimic to some degree the concept of group taxation. You know, so, so simply put, I, uh, an example of this would be where an asset is sold from one South African corporate to another, with both these uh, entities being owned by the same corporate shareholder. Theoretically, anyway, because the entities form part of the same grouping, our rules allow for the tax payable to be deferred on such transfer until the asset is ultimately disposed of. You know, so so we, we, we tend to see this theme that's evolved over time, where you do have group entities effectively moving assets between each other. You know, there are a couple of reasons why. I think one is is as you've mentioned, as a consequence of of a debt restructure, or two is just the complexity. Um, and the cost of having quite a big group with quite a few entities um, that sit within, within that grouping.
0: And I guess like with regards to the restructuring of the debt itself, something too that if you don't get right, um, you can inadvertently pick up tax in a group that can ill afford to. Um, so what, what would you see as, as the pitfalls or just the, the points uh, for corporates and clients to consider that are looking at a, a project like that?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think the requirements that you you need to meet in order to to get the benefit of a, of a tax deferral um, is, is some degree of permanency to the group. Um, you know, so for example, where you do have uh, an asset transfer between companies, um, there's generally a requirement that those two entities continue to form part of that same grouping um, or continue to hold the asset for for a certain period of time. Now, now, those seem to have been introduced because of the potential abuse of these rules. So, so to answer your question, Brian, clients should, as a first port of call, involve their, their tax advisors in constructing a plan that will allow them to achieve their commercial and funding objectives. Very often, the guidance of a tax advisor can help taxpayers through the do's and don'ts of a corporate and debt restructure for that matter. Sounds like a, a paid for ad by Weber Wenzel. But on a serious note, as we discussed earlier, one of the last things that a company wants to worry about amidst the debt and corporate restructure would be the unintended tax consequences as a result of falling foul of the various tax rules.
0: Yeah, fully agree. Thanks, Carl. that brings an end to the podcast uh, thanks a lot for your involvement Carl, and thanks again to all those uh, listening, I must just say anecdotally this is only the, uh, the second podcast I've ever done, the first was a family podcast about 10 years ago giving uh, an assessment of the Springbok All Black uh, game at Ellis Park that was played that year this was definitely more complicated but just as much fun, I hope to chat again soon Cheers, everyone.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Brian. And thanks all for listening. This has been Weber Wenzel Legal Insights. Our executive producer is Paula Yearns. This podcast is produced for Weber Wenzel by volume. Thank you for listening.
0: You have been listening to Weber Wenzel Legal Insights. You can find and subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms. For more expert legal insights and updates, visit weberwenzel.com.